listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tbcweb.com. How's everybody doing, all right? Hey, those of you that are uh, with us in Middleville and Delton, a warm, warm welcome to you. And of course, those of you that are watching online, we're so glad that you're with us as well. We're in this series called Now and Later. Now and Later. And, and, and here's the whole idea behind what we've been talking about. What you're doing now is a good indicator of what you'll do later. Do right now and you'll do well later. The whole idea behind this is that the decisions that you make now have implications later on. We don't always see that when we're younger because we tend to think, well, I can do a lot now. I have got a lot of time to grow up and a lot of time to live life. And so, you know, we, we, we do what we do until we, we reach that moment. And some of us don't even really know when it's coming where we realize that the decisions that we made, the choices that we made, we actually carry some of them with us. They have consequences. Even if, very simply put, the consequence is remembering and wishing that that wasn't part of our story. And that applies to so many areas of our lives. And one of the, one of the challenges of transition and the changes of life that we don't see coming is that even if you see it coming, you're not always sure what you're going to need. There's changes that mean transition, and we don't always know what's on the other side of it. We don't always know what's going to happen or what the outcomes are going to be. I remember a few years ago, um, I decided to come out to Michigan with my youngest son to spend Memorial Day weekend with friends of ours. And this was a Memorial Day weekend where it rained the entire weekend. But that's not what I remember the most about this particular experience. I remember leaving New York, coming to Michigan, and the cloud cover was so significant that as the pilot was preparing us to land, I was looking out the window, waiting, because there's just that moment, right, where like, when are the wheels going to hit the runway? And on this particular flight, the cloud cover was so thick, we were within a very short distance of the runway before we got out of the clouds and could see it. And I remember being a little bit jolted, a little bit frightened by that, and thinking to myself, boy, I'm really, really glad that pilot knows what he's doing. And it reminded me of JFK Jr. Do you remember, some of you remember JFK Jr. He had taken his wife and sister-in-law on a flight. And the weather was bad that night, and there are some suspicions as to some other things that may or may not have been going on, but nonetheless, they left that night for a flight. And what you have to know about the specifics of the situation is pilots get a rating. And there's two ratings amongst the many, but two significant ones. One is called a VFR rating, and that's simply a visual flight rating. That means that pilot is not trained and experienced following just what they can see on what's called an IFR, and that's an instrument flight rating. That commercial pilot that day that was taking my son and I into Detroit had an instrument flight rating. 
he had a bunch of things in front of him on a dashboard, if you will, telling him how far we were from the ground, whether or not the plane was level and stable and all of that, how fast we were going, how fast the ground speed was, and literally within feet of the runway, he, we were perfectly safe because he knew what we, he was doing and he had the right things telling him the right information to get us on the ground safely. That night, when JFK was flying, he was in the clouds. And he was going through what, was, what we know now as spatial disorientation. He had no concept of how far he was from the Atlantic Ocean, whether the plane was flying upright, even how fast that they might have been going. And what science tells us is that for a pilot, that can be absolutely deadly. Because what happens is anxiety picks up and we begin to not think through what's going on and we start reacting and overreacting and oftentimes it becomes too late. See, there's a problem with cloudiness when it comes to transitions and changes in life and the problem with it is you can't see what you can't see. When things are cloudy around us, we can't see what we can't see. And, and this is often how it feels in change. And what I would suggest to you today is you and I need a dashboard. We need an instrument panel that tells us what we need to see, that tells us what's going on that maybe we can't even see. There are particular transitions where decisions are, are tricky and where what feels at times natural may not actually be the right thing. For example, you've heard the phrase, love is blind. Have you ever met anybody who is making decisions because they said that they were in love and the rest of the world is watching going, no, you're out of your mind? <laughs> Why? Because love or the perception that we think we're in love can at times cloud otherwise good judgment. I've seen this when, with, with really good people, but then they have to go and deal with their family members, right? And, and all of a sudden, it's like something takes over, and we don't necessarily see things for what they are, because with, with family, it just can get a little bit messy, can it? Or how about financial decisions that affect us personally? If you don't fly with a dashboard, if you will, around your finances, you will not tell your money where to go. Your money will tell you where to go. So we need a system that we look at and say, look, here's what's going on right now, and here's reality, and, and here's what's coming up, and here's what's past, and here's what's left. And in many cases, that's simply called a budget. When you don't have one of those, you fly through the financial clouds without any instruments to tell you where you're going. And so there are certain changes and transitions that, that have, have some greater effects on us. And and I would tell you that in those cases, what we need is more outrospection than introspection. Introspection says, I can figure it out. I'll just go deep within and I'll think it through and I'll process it and all of that and, and we'll figure it out. But I actually want to suggest to you today, and, and for those of you watching online and, and across our campuses, I'd, I'd like you to think about this for a moment. I, I actually think what we need is someone from the outside to look into what we're doing. Someone who's wiser, who's been where we are, who understands the pitfalls, who has maybe a, a flight rating that's a little bit beyond where ours is, 
And they know the pitfalls that can come and are, are prepared to, to guide us along the way. We, we, we need someone, someone else who's experienced what you're about to experience. I did some flying and I really enjoyed that. But part of the reason I enjoyed it was because there was a highly rated trainer in the seat next to me. And I knew that if I made a mistake or made an error, he would be there to take over. And he said to me many, many times, Dan, try this or do that. And we, I mean, we had, we had a ball flying together. But there was a sense of security knowing that he had experienced what I was experiencing and some of the challenges that went along with that. Because here's what I want to say to you, and I, I really wish I could go back to my 19-year-old self and tell my 19-year-old self this. Someone else knows what you don't know. Someone else knows what you don't know. To my, my friends that are in middle school, in high school, in college, maybe preparing for graduate school or whatever it might be, there are people who know what you don't know and, and would like that opportunity to take you by the hand and, and to walk with you. And so several years ago, uh, a, a, a trusted, a very trusted advisor of mine came along and he asked me a question and it really would change everything and I'm hoping that it will be helpful to you. He said, Dan, who's on your personal board of directors? I said, my what? Your personal board of directors. See, these are the people in life that have experienced maybe a little bit more life or who've experienced things you haven't experienced. And some of them are where you aspire to be at some point. And they care about you and they want to walk with you. They want to help you avoid those pitfalls. And he said, just one quick word to the wise. Your wife is always the chair of the board. That was good advice. <laughs> and so I, I, I began to think this through. Like, who are the people in my life that I, I aspire to be, life, uh, be like? Because he, he, here's the thing. When times get challenging and hard and when we're faced with big decisions and pivotal transitions and changes, you and I need a lifeline. In fact... We need to have the right people on speed dial. I, I have this thing in my phone. Uh, it's called my favorites list. And I hit the little star and all the names are on there. And, and, and they're in a specific order. And depending on who I like more that day, sometimes I'll move somebody up the list or somebody down the list or somebody off the list. Right? No, I'm, I'm kidding. But, but the people on, on my personal board of directors are on that list. And my wife's at the very, very top of that do we have the right people on speed dial? But can I tell you, just having the right people on speed dial or on, on, that, on that list is not enough. Are we willing to listen? Are we willing to call and to say, here's what's happening. Here's the situation. Here's what's going on. And I'd like to give you a little time, but then speak into it. Maybe ask the questions that I'm not asking and see the things that, that I'm not seeing. Because we need that lifeline. We need to know that, that maybe when we're feeling like we're at the end of ourselves, someone's going to be there to hold us up. That's why on, 
on the way in. And for those of you watching online, if you let us know, we'll get you one of these. And across our campuses, you've got this little rope, and I'd, I'd love for you to take it out. Because many of you have said, Dan, what's this for? And my answer was, wait, and I'll tell you. But at the end of this rope, there's a little knot. And this is paracord. And, and for the purposes of giving it to you all, um, I want you to see that inside the outside, there's more cord. And it's all wound together. And, and theoretically, I, I could take this rope, just this little piece of rope, and if I tied it just the right way around something as heavy as a refrigerator, I could actually lift it up with the paracord and it would hold it. This is a mini version of the kind of rope that people use when they go rock climbing. And that happened to be something I enjoyed when I was about 20 years younger and 100 pounds lighter. And, <laughs> and I remember one specific day climbing in the Adirondacks and I was about three quarters of the way up this rock face and I thought I had my footing, and I slipped. I slipped, my hands left the rock, but there was a person down below who had the rope that was going around this carabiner and anchored in, and eventually it was attached to me. And every time, every time I would make another step, he would take the slack out of the rope. So there was never very much of it. And as soon as he saw that I fell, he, he, he pushed that rope in to his thigh and held it, and I just kind of dangled there. And he yelled up and said, just get your footing, Dan, I've got you. See, two things did their job. The rope did its job, and that person did their job. You and I need a lifeline. We were not created to scale the walls of life by ourselves. And I, I want to take you today to a passage of scripture that I think outlines this beautifully. And it's written by, by a man who, for all intents and purposes, we've referred to as one of the wisest men who's ever lived. And his name was Solomon. And he gives us this book in, in the first half of the Bible called Proverbs. And it's all these very wise sayings about life. And, and, and here's what he says. For lack of guidance, a nation falls. But victory is won through many advisors. See, in your life, there's more at stake than just you. In Solomon's case, the entire nation was at stake. But in your case, your whole world is at stake. Given the decisions that you are going to face in times of transition and change, and the changing of the seasons of life, the quality of your life and your world, and by the way, the older that you get and you start having children and grandchildren, you start to realize that the changes in your life affect them too. So very rarely do your changes just affect you. You and I need advisors. We, we need that lifeline, if you will that says you're not alone. But here's a question that I have. What keeps us from asking others? What keeps us from putting together that personal board of directors? What keeps us from allowing someone to ask us the tough questions or that we go to for guidance? And I, I have to tell you, I, I think 
the first thing is we think we already know. We don't, we don't think we need anybody. I mean, what could somebody else possibly know or understand about my life that I don't understand? I'll tell you what keeps us from asking others, pride. Pride is what does that. And it's, it's a huge word because here's what happens. When you're prideful, you say, I don't need anybody. I can handle this. I can answer these questions. Who could possibly know and understand my life better than I could or what I've been through? And, and, and if I could just maybe use some terms that are, sound a little bit harsh, but I think they're appropriate. Pride keeps us hidden and arrogant. It keeps us isolated and a little arrogant thinking, what could I possibly have to learn from somebody else? See, the opposite of, of pride is humility. And humility, being humble, keeps us open and ignorant. It's saying, I don't have all the answers. I don't know how all everything could play out. But you know something? Because I don't know, I'm open enough to get the information from others who I trust, who will guide me through that situation. I remember a story of Muhammad Ali, the, the great um, boxer. Anybody remember that name? And, and he was on an airplane. He was the reigning champ. And he was on an airplane, and the stewardess came by and said, excuse me, sir, you need to buckle your seatbelt. And he turned and he said to her, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And the stewardess said, Superman didn't need a plane either. Buckle up. I love how Proverbs says this. Do you see a person who's wise in their own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for them. See, the first problem is thinking you know, and that's pride. The first solution is knowing that you don't. I'll tell you that one of the greatest gifts of my ministry life, and I mean this, walking into this situation, which is very different than any other situation that I've walked into ministry-wise, is knowing that I have a man who's done this for 41 years, who's taken me under his wing, and said, I'm, committing to, I'm committed to making sure you succeed. And for those of you who don't know, his name is Jeff Arnett. And you've been blessed to have him as your pastor. And so there's this kind of this really weird dynamic because I'm the senior pastor now, but I still look to him as my pastor. So I feel like I get the best of both worlds. And it's a beautiful thing. See, reading a Wikipedia article doesn't make you an expert. And by the way, just because it says it on the internet or someone wrote a book about it doesn't make it true. I, I like to say to, to folks so engrossed in social media, Please fact check what you're posting. And at least ask the question, is this going to be kind for everybody who's reading it? In fact, I would encourage you to be paranoid about what you don't know. And be an avid, lifelong learner. Because here's what I want you to know. Knowing that you don't know is the first step to knowing what you don't know. Can I tell you, I would rather hire somebody that was green and inexperienced than somebody who's a know-it-all and thinks they have an answer for everything. 
Because sometimes the challenge is knowing that you don't know. That's the first step in knowing what you don't know. So what keeps me from asking others? Well, the first thing we said was pride. But I think here's the second thing. We're too afraid to be honest. We're too afraid to be honest. And, and, and here's the thing. When it comes to not being honest about where you are and the changes that you're going through in your life and the decisions that you, you have before you, and your lack of honesty and transparency now will cost you your integrity later. Please hear me. That stuff left unchecked will rear its head later on. You need somebody in your life that sees what we call the blind spots. There is not a car on the planet today that does not have some blind spot. You and I have them too. You need that transparency because the strength that you have in your life may be the strength that someone else needs in their weakness. I love how Mark Twain said this. Everyone is a moon and has a dark side which they never show anybody. All of us. I love how the writer in the scriptures goes on and says, plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they what? They succeed. Not one advisor, but many. See, the difference between success and failure in life is found in the ability to be open, honest, and receptive with others. I hope that over time, you will learn with me that what you see is what you get. I mean, I, I, I sort of wear it all on my sleeve, to be honest. And I'm a really lousy liar. My wife tells me that. I'm the guy that has to, like, not even suggest that I have a gift for her because I, I want to tell her. She's like, did you buy me something? I'm like, no. What keeps us from asking others? I think here's a very, very simple answer to that sometimes. We don't know who to ask. We don't know who to ask. And I, I'd like to say to you that, that here at TVC, for those of you watching online in, in Middleville and, and, and in and Delton, we have options for you here. We've got tribes and we've got counseling and TVC Hope and referrals to people who know a lot more and are a lot better at certain things than we are, but we've, we've created little communities of people that would love to walk with you through this crazy thing called life. And why would you want to do that? Because when you walk with the wise, you become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. I remember coming home one day from high school and I wanted to hang out with a group of people and my mom said to me, you're not hanging out with them. That's not a good crowd. And the answer I gave was, well, but I go to church every week and I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and I'll, I'll help them. It just really rarely works that way. It's very rare that the good pulls up the bad, but the bad pulls down the good. And, and, and that's where I learned, you know, 
bad company corrupts good character. Walk with the wise and become wise. But if you're going to insist on having the companionship of fools, do not be surprised when you suffer harm. So what kind of person should you and I be listening to? What kind of people should we have on our personal board of directors? You need to choose somebody who's going to ask you the tough questions. I have a very small group of four or five people in my life that have what I call the all-access pass. There's nothing that's off-limits when it comes to what they can ask me about. And they know it. And so I make out on the phone with one of them and talk about how much is going on at church and how much we're doing, and, and I'm ready to celebrate that. And he'll, he'll say to me, so um, how much time did you spend with your boys this week? And I'll say, oh, a ton of time. And he'll say, you're not telling me the truth. And I'll say, you're right. And he'll say, you know, Dan, ministry is great and all that, and you can have all sorts of successes for the kingdom, but if you lose your family, you've lost it all. And so I just have to tell you, you know, in, in, in my priority system, kind of hearing that over and over for a number of years, I would love to tell you that you're my first priority, but my walk with the Lord is first, and then I'm a husband, and then I'm a, fa- a father, and I'll give you what's left after that. I will. So what is it? Who do you have that's going to ask you the tough questions? Choose someone who has nothing to lose by telling the truth, who's more concerned about the friendship than they are the friend. They care about who you are and what you're becoming. I, I, I love this verse because it's rung true so many times. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. In other words, when it comes to my board of directors and the people who have the all-access pass, even though I might need to spend a day recovering from the questions that they ask and how I feel after that, those wounds are faithful because they care about me. You need people in your life who care about you, who you give the all-access pass to. For those of you that are in middle school and and in high school, I'll tell you, our, our fusion ministry, our middle school and high school ministry, we have small group leaders and adults ready to be that for you in your lives. Some of you need to get into a tribe. You need to get on your campuses and here, go, go out to the Next Steps area or the information counter and say, tell me more about tribes because I need a group of people and I need to build that personal board of directors and I need to give that all-access pass to somebody. I need, to, I need that person in my life who I hand them my phone and I turn off the passcode and I say, there's nothing on here that I'm hiding. It's all yours to take a look at. Who is that for you? Choose someone who will ask you the tough questions. Choose someone who has nothing to lose by telling you the truth, who's more concerned about the friendship than the friend. You need people who are more concerned about you than they are about losing your friendship. And last but not least, choose someone who's where you want to be in your life. I know Pastor Jeff's not perfect, and he would tell you that. And he'd hate it if you knew I was talking about him. So if you're watching, too bad. I'm here and you're there. 
But you know something? I hope as the decades go by, I grow in character and in leadership and in godliness like he has. Not perfect, but always keeping my eyes on Jesus. Because if I'm growing that way, you will, I hope. But I have to tell you, even more important than that, my boys will. One of them wants to be a pastor, so maybe he'll be the one that succeeds me in 20 years. Who knows? But somebody's watching and wants to walk through with you. Choose someone who's where you want to be in your marriage, in your finances, in your career. And, and I'll tell you one more time, here at TVC, the best place you can find that is in tribes. Groups of two or more people that get together, text each other, encourage each other, open the scriptures together, share life together. You were not created to do this alone. And you need those people in your life. In Delton and in Middleville and here in Hastings, would you go to our next steps area, the next steps counter, and would you ask somebody, would you tell me more about tribes? Would you show me how I can get connected? You need that in your life so that the decisions you make now will help you to do well later. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for this day. And thank you for your love for us. Put a burden on our hearts. For those of us watching online in, in Middleville and Delton and, and Hastings, God, I pray that not a one of us would live in isolation, but there would be someone in our life who knows us and is known by us who cares about not only where we've been, but where we are and where we're going. He'll be that lifeline, that little knot at the end of the rope that is secure, that we can hold on to. Thank you that the church has been designed to be that. Thank you for what you've done at TBC and helping to make that a reality. Amen. For all of this, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.